podcast days here once again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Football Breakdown Podcast. Radvan Drucha here, back behind the mic for another week with my very good friend and favourite Sunday League football pundit, Adrian Djokopoulos. Adrian, another week behind the mic. Another week, and what a week it's been, mate. Oh, what too a many, week it's been. Too, we, we discussed last week before, before we finished the episode, said, you know what? This week is going to make or break the league. It's going to blow it wide open, and it did not disappoint. It didn't disappoint, that's it, for sure. This, you know, the results that we've seen in the past couple of days have been uh, unbelievable. You couldn't predict them. You couldn't predict so them. So good. I think all, everybody's multi has probably gone out the window. Yeah. No, so I've stopped doing that a not long a, time yeah, ago. Not a, not a, a good day for the, not a good weekend for the punters. But please uh, tell me, mate, before we even get stuck into football, um, how was your weekend? What mate, did you get up to? Weekend was pretty good. Yeah, spent pretty some, Yeah, spent some time with the with the fellas having a barbecue, a few drinks, mm-hmm. mate. How about yourself? I think it's always good to catch up with old, like not necessarily old, old friends, but yeah, yeah. people that you haven't seen in a long time, and uh, just probably just get things off your chest and just have a good, good old time with the boys. Yeah, have a good laugh. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, laugh yeah. is great. Cook up Greatest storm. medicine. Cook up a storm, <laughs> yeah. literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much. I, I might, well, we we're there together, so yeah, of course, very yeah. much the same. Yeah. Um, but pretty much keen to get. I love when a, a massive round happens, yeah. and then you're kind of like, wow, all right. What's going to happen? And then you've got to wait five days. It's all right, okay. but it, it, it's better than, you know, international break. Yeah, no, because that's like two weeks. Every time, like every weekend, I'm just looking at the at the app on my phone. Is there an international break? Are we playing next week? You know, yeah. like, oh, you always, and the worst is when you say, like, for example, let's say the game's on the 1st of March. Yeah, yeah. And the next game's on, like, the 15th. And you're going, mm. oh, no. Oh, here comes time for another break. So no. we're going to have to find something else to fill in our time. Horrible, but, horrible. Mate, um, we're going to kick it right off with something that's been circling around the world. Um, not football related, but it's going to potentially have a heavy impact on the English Premier League. And that's this coronavirus yeah, that's been mate, going around. That's, have a, that's had a pretty heavy impact on the whole world. The right whole now. world, that's right. So it, obviously it started, I'm not going to say kicked off, but started in Wuhan and now it's spread to certain parts. And it's reached obviously our shores, uh, Europe. Yeah, and now it's starting to Europe. feed its way into, into all other even, I would say random parts. Even in, in America now, it, it's reached America, which I thought wouldn't have happened, but, yeah, but you, you just there. can't stop this. Exactly, and yeah. there's just so many people. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, it's thrown in the conversation going that, you know, potentially, if it was if the outbreak was to be bad, so they're already uh, planning to maybe even stop the Euros, which will be in June, July. Yes, Same I've heard with the that. Olympics Olympic in Japan. Games too, and that's massive. Having the Olympic Games especially, like your country sort of depends on that. Exactly. Tourism, well, uh, you, uh, the Euros as well. Yeah, but you've been oh, obviously Euros. It's held over fifteen different nations, yeah, so yeah. I guess that doesn't even a bit help. different. But yeah, but the the Olympics in Japan, they've been preparing for this for four years. Four years, yeah, that's you crazy. Can't just, I guess you can't just call off an international event. However, if something like this is to happen, obviously they need to take yeah. the 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 fans and the play and all the athletes and everyone involved into consideration because you're essentially putting them in harm. Of course, of and you course. need to obviously yeah. eliminate that harm. And, and, and it- yeah, and like with these big events, especially the Olympics, but the the English Premier League as well, you're having so many so many fans mm-hmm. go to these games and having them all confined into that one space. Yeah, that's just you know. It's very you're prone to this disease. Exactly, and now they, now look, they've tossed up the, to say what would happen now if if it reached to the Premier League. Okay, yeah, it's a big it's a now, big topic. Would the league go into recess? Would they deem it null and void? Do they just wipe this season away? There's been a lot of talk. There's, There's been, been a been lot a of lot speculation, of and I guess look, you're never really going to know the true answer. And I think that the best way and the, the what makes it worse is not written in the rule book. No. So there's nothing. There's no, in the it's the book. first time this will ever happen. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing written in the rule book to say if. 
for example, if a, if a war was to break out, yeah. if, um, if there was like a massive, obviously an epidemic um, like the uh, coronavirus, yeah. If, yeah. if there was a terrorist attack, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess, look, delaying one game or two rounds isn't the worst thing in the world, but if you're going to call a season off two, three months early, that's going to have some substantial effects on all the massive teams Massive consequences, massive. Uh, and the one thing that came to my mind was, okay, uh, taking Liverpool out of the equation, okay? Yeah, so yeah. Take, even if there's no named winner, uh, and I think we discussed this before we went on here, was that Liverpool Liverpool winning the league or being named champions isn't exactly the biggest, the biggest point issue, yeah. out of all of yeah. this. The biggest point for me is everyone locked up in a relegation battle yeah. and as well the teams that are, European. That are fighting for European spots. That, that for me is probably the biggest and, not, and like you said the relegation promotion yeah. that's massive. Exactly. They, so, the, these clubs rely on these results. Exactly. So if you're a team like for example uh, Sheffield right? Yeah. if they win their catch up game they could jump as high as fifth yeah, yeah, right? which yeah, is European yeah. spot. Crazy, but if, yeah. but if you just come in and go, oh, we're going to wipe the league, yeah. you know, this year. Yeah. What happens? Happen. What happens? How do you choose which teams will go into the Champions League, into the, the Europa League, and yeah. who gets relegated? Exactly. Or is it just stopped and no one gets a chance to come up, yeah. gets relegated? Exactly. There's big money yeah. and there's, look, there's like we said, with the money, that's one aspect that's one on aspect. its own. Yeah, that's yeah. one massive abs- aspect on its own. And then on the other side, you know, like, do you just have a asterisk? Yeah, you know, for for the, for the remainder of the you history of the yeah, Premier League against Liverpool, game, you can't say you know, it. league title 2019-20 asterisk. Yeah, because it was caught off yeah, early yeah. or cancelled early or, or whatever the reason. So look, I, I look, I with what's happening around the world in the coronavirus, I don't think we'll get to this. Mm-hmm. But there have been some serious talks yeah. and ongoing talks. Of course. Now, so the FA has basically it'll, said it'll they're going to act on the advice of the government. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to yeah. leave in the government's hands yeah. and then on the back of that... It's out of the FA's hands, pretty much. Yeah. Because well, if the government says, you know, you, we can't have this amount of people in one spot, yeah. can't go in the games. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I, I believe that probably the best strategy would be to go play games behind closed doors. Behind closed doors, like I know the Italian Serie A tried doing that, yep. but it got postponed. Yeah. Um, it, look, it's going to be really interesting. I don't I, think it'd be the worst thing in the world either. If it was behind closed doors, yeah. or if they completely if they, if scrapped they, it, if they played behind closed doors. Yeah, fair enough. Because things like that have happened. As, as long past. as you're getting the results and you're finishing the season off, yeah, then, then I think it's fine. Because especially now. I can understand if it was like the first 15, 20 rounds, you're kind of like, okay, well, people are still filling themselves out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess, what are you going to do? Football right. doesn't exactly have like a Duckworth-Lewis system yeah. that cricket has. This is the most critical time of the, of the season. Yeah. For every team. Yeah. Regardless if you're at the top or bottom. But then do you also call off the Champions League? Do That's you call off the thing, Europa yeah. League? Um, do you call off other domestic there's, cups? There's a lot of things to think about. So there's plenty of stakeholders. I think, look, calling it null and void, not just because I'm a Liverpool I, fan. No, I don't I think, think that... I think it's pretty ridiculous... Um, no, I'm not a Liverpool fan, and I, I think that would be so unfair to Liverpool. Yeah, but not just Liverpool. I just think that, just to all the like teams. I said, you know, uh, for me, it's the clubs that are wrapped up in a relegation battle, um, especially those that are more than likely going to go down. What gives them a lifeline? Yeah, what's yeah. to say for the championship? That's correct. Yeah, so yeah. I think because of that, look. To be fair, the chances of it happening are very, very minor. Very slim. However, I do feel the rule book needs to be rewritten. Yeah. You know, in case the, something happens. Exactly. If the because season, anything can happen. If they went into recess for yeah, a few yeah. few months, if, yeah, yeah. if they have to, well, this and this needs to happen. That's right. Yeah. So we obviously they need to take a look back at the rule book and then work out where they're going to go from there. Definitely. One team that now also needs to take a look at the drawing board. I wouldn't say exactly drawing board, but take a step back, reflect on what they've achieved, and then look to basically close out the league. Is like we mentioned, Liverpool. They unfortunately ended their 44-game, 422-day undefeated run 
with a loss, and what with a surprise a, loss to Bournemouth three 0 oh, away. Mate, I think everyone was surprised. I, I'm pretty sure I messaged you on the morning that I yeah. woke up and saw the result. I had to check a few apps just in case. Yeah, I'm pretty you know, sure every Arsenal bug. fan was no, loving, no, absolutely loving. Not life. just every Arsenal fan though. I think everyone was just keen to see are they going to finish the season unbeaten. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it goes to show how special it is what Arsenal achieved in that 0-3-0-4 yeah, season. Yeah, of course, of course. But to say in saying that, this 422 day run Liverpool had. Mate, you can't, you can't like that's that's amazing. Yeah, and Not that's how many way too. how many teams have done that? Exactly. How I, many teams I, I, have I done agree that? with you one hundred percent. But I just feel that Liverpool's now this loss was a couple weeks late in coming. If, yeah. if I'm if I'm going to be brutally honest, I, I'm normally a pretty harsh critic of my own team. However, I feel the assessment is the the performances haven't been like they've been lacking that that cutting edge. But right. they've been they've been getting the wins even when they've been they down have. down a goal they've they been have. coming back and getting the wins. I agree. I with think you. I think the fact that it was a three nil loss mm. doesn't matter if it was Watford or whoever. It's just yep. that three nil loss. Normally, in a game like that, in the past we've seen that you know Liverpool have shown their strength and yep. come back and fought for a win or even a draw. Yeah, definitely. So I think that was a bigger surprise. Yeah. Look, I'm not gonna com- I'm not gonna uh, complain about schedules. No, of course Every not. every yeah, team yeah. has has a busy schedule. Um, I think that Klopp, by introducing the kids in the FA Cup, is trying to help the team. The fact that the kids have won and moved on to yeah. the next round hasn't the, helped the them. The team, the team is tired. Yeah, the well, team is very tired. You know, they they've got Champions League commitments to think about as well. They're obviously the the this is the worst position to be in, um, not just for Liverpool but as a sports team when you, it's you're at that point where you're like it's a matter of time before we Until achieve you actually our get, goal yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to. Are we going to get there? Yeah, and you got to keep going. Exactly. And you got to keep going. It's just, and then it gets frustrating. Correct. When when's it going to happen? Correct. Hurry up and make it's it happen. Complacency, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's not forget they're also missing Jordan Henderson. Yeah. As well. He plays a massive part in the club. Yeah. Massive it, part. On and off the field, and I'm no, really that's impressed what I mean. with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm really impressed with him, and I also feel that the lately, probably the last month, that the the cutting edge of the front three, not that they've been misfiring. They're, I just feel that a lot of teams have found out their patterns, yeah. how they play. They're probably going to rewatch that, the tape with that, Atletico Madrid. That's pretty much inevitable. Of course, inevitable. especially when when the team is going that hot yeah. for so long. Everyone, every club focuses yeah. specifically on that's how correct. to beat yeah, them. Yeah. They do their homework. You know, Liverpool's coming. What are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. But let's not let's not um, shy away from the fact that Liverpool they failed to register a shot on target against Atletico Madrid. Yeah, now that was and they all... made one shot against um, Ben Foster on the weekend. It's, it's not. Not the Liverpool that we're used to seeing. Exactly. And I think it's more of a, a reality check. Yeah. I guess every... Look, to be fair, two, three months ago, this would have happened. Like, it was nearly yeah, all half Yeah, of course, time, of course. But I feel that that would have just but th- this turned may, it around. This may be a blessing in disguise. Maybe this is exactly what they needed to sort of... Just to bring, them bring them a step back a bit. Yeah. And show, like, what's important, what we need to work on. Mm. Don't don't be comf- don't be too comfortable. Exactly. In, in, especially in the defence, which is what we saw on the weekend. Well, Lovren, Lovren's return, really, he, he, you can tell his pace is off where well, he needs to be. Not many Liverpool fans were happy about him. Exactly. But look, <laughs> and it's nothing personal about him. I yeah, just yeah. feel that you can see that he, he hasn't got the game fitness. Yeah, He's yeah. just, his decision-making isn't the greatest. And I, I personally just believe that uh, Liverpool in their mind, they like I said, they got complacent. Yeah, they, their number one priority is still win the league. Yeah, they yeah, haven't yeah. still won it. That's the thing. And this is what I keep harping on about to you each week that you know, three or four of these more, three or four um, more of these results, and they're going to get nervous. Yeah, of course. And being nervous yeah. is worse than being confident. Yep, yep. So that's for sure. But let's not take away the fact that you know Watford actually did play great football. 
Well, of course, having that three a three nil win against Liverpool is yeah. a very very good result. Yeah, yeah, like look, any kind of win. But yeah, any that was, kind of win. But that was great. That was great for Vicarage Road, especially yeah. after the start that they've had and the, and the turbulence yeah. in the early part and, of the season. And Deeney scoring that was really good. I, I'm really happy that when I see that he's getting on the yeah, score sheet. That, me I too. Get really yeah, yeah. really happy. Yeah. Um, but look. All, all credit to Watford. They yeah, turned up, and you don't take away the credit from them because they they obviously did really well. And they're going to be um, they're out of the relegation battle. Obviously, West Ham have a game in hand, but, but that's going to the boost, mental edge. Oh, yeah, it's going to go a the very long way. The mental edge will be ridiculous. Going a very long way. Of course. Speaking of coming long ways, one two teams that when I heard about this rumor, which is pretty much almost confirmed, um, really really surprised me. It's that West Ham and Crystal Palace are announcing a tour of Australia. Jeez, I've never heard of that one. Like, Randomest that, clubs. They're the ever. two most. Ra- oh, West Ham. There has been great support in Australia. Yeah. Crystal Palace. I'm not too sure about. Well, see, they've got Yedinak played there. Yeah, of captain course. There, yeah, so yeah. obviously, they, there's that connection. Uh, but look, it appears that they're going to be playing off in a three-team tournament with the Brisbane Raw in three July. Team, a three-team tournament. Yeah. That's a bit of a weird one. So the Raw and them two. Well, who yeah. else are you going to play with them? Well, uh, you'd think it might be just an even amount of teams. Four teams. You know, make it like a sort of Emirates Cup sort of thing yeah I hear, I hear. you know I what guess I guess mean? this way they kind of guarantee that yeah, maybe enough. Brisbane might put on a show or, yeah. or whatever but, well you'd hope so um, so the, the games are scheduled to take place at Suncorp Stadium however as well uh, the new stadium at, in North Queensland yeah, at Country, Country Bank Stadium I think it's called Yeah, um, that's definitely going to host at least one of the games Oh, they've got the facilities now, so might, why, why not use them? Yeah, and that'll help them? grow the game in yeah. that area in um, northern Queensland. And look, to be fair, it's the first time in a while that um, any Premier League club has made an appearance in Queensland. Yeah, um, they always come into Sydney or Melbourne. Well, Liverpool, Man City, they did play friendly games there, yeah, which yeah. is I think is fantastic. Yeah, and um, I think it, they need they need more. They need of more this. of this, and but not the top club. Yeah, not, not the top. With club. no disrespect to these two. Um, I think any club coming out yeah. is fantastic. Like even having uh, you know a couple of clubs like this from the EPL, mm. a couple from La Liga, a couple from Serie A, just those top leagues yeah. in Europe, bringing them over and just creating like some sort of exhibition tournament. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that'll be good instead Look, of just like a one team coming and versing uh, your Sydney FC or whoever it is. Because that's a bit you know it's just a friendly. Yeah. Not not many people are into it. I know you, give them something to play you know, I know yourself when you go watch these friendlies. I'm not the biggest fan. You're not the biggest fan, that's right. No. But if you have a fair few teams, Make it you're, you're getting that competitive sort of edge. I hear. And, and look, to be fair, as a football fan, there's nothing more than I love when you'd see that both teams are going at it or these yeah. teams that come from overseas have something to play for. Yeah, that's right. Because what I find frustrating is, yeah, they'll bring their, their whatever, the, the Liverpool FC team. Yeah. They'll play seven or eight, maybe nine top name players yeah. first half and then it's nah, all the second kids half, on. The second half substitution is, it's ridiculous. I remember going to watch, I forget which team it was, but I'm pretty sure it was a straight 11 player swap yeah, at, literally. at half time. I, I think I went to the Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea match, yeah, game yeah. and that was very, look, credit to them, they still brought their players out. It, it's their holiday time too, yeah, so it's, it's pretty hard for them it's to it, commit and I understand. And it's quite a long way to come. Exactly. That's for sure. Exactly. So and usually they like they might finish training or whatever um, tonight. Yeah. Tomorrow morning they're ready on the plane. That's they, right. they play a game and the next day they're gone. That's so really right. yeah. they're just there for the sake of being there. However, yeah. it helps spread the spread the game. That's yep. the biggest thing. Definitely. And I feel that in North Queensland especially Considering I, the fury, like, you know, yeah, obviously yeah. W- the bad luck they had and the A-League and, and things like that, factoring all of that into place, I'm sure there's a lot of hardcore football fans yeah. up in that region that don't feel represented. Definitely. And definitely. they identify with these clubs that are in 
foreign countries yeah, yeah, yeah. and they just follow them and yeah. I think this is like a good like I guess thank you to them for supporting the sport that's right and helping it grow in, yeah. in that area because we are the football is the largest sport in this country of course of course and, and Suncorp Stadium just to touch on that I, I think that's a great great stadium to watch football in that's what I've heard I've yeah. never been there but apparently it's fantastic yeah it, it's a really good stadium it's um, you know it's not one of those massive A and Z style mm-hmm. stadiums where you're away from the action yep it's pretty much you're on top of it. Yep. Sort of like an APL stadium. Ah, awesome. Yeah. So it's, bu- it's purpose built. Purpose built, mate. That's you're, the you're one. Purpose built. That's the one. Uh, now, there's been a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say confusion, but a lot of question marks over VAR. And we've spoken about it a ah. few times. Uh, yeah, in England, they, they call they it pronounce VAR. Pronounce it VAR, yeah. <laughs> um, I still don't understand how to get to that. Anyhow, they... Um, it's still toing and froing, and yeah. we've seen issues. And again, uh, it surfaced this weekend with Leicester's game with Norwich. Uh, the ball just basically fell yeah. on Inacho's hand, and obviously he played on. That's right. Got yeah. called back as soon as he hit his hand. Everyone was like, "Yep, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I, and I understand. However, to the naked eye, and in that moment, it, the referee played on. No, yeah, obviously, because yeah, yeah, yeah. if the referee felt he needed to pull it up, he would have pulled it up. That's correct. correct yeah. Now. Honest opinion for you as well. Now, I know where you stand with VAR. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But there's a few topics that I just want to get through and a few points in regards to what it is, what it has taken away from the game. Yep, yep, yep. And the biggest one for me is that, obviously, football goes for 90 minutes, okay? And you're sometimes you, you don't even get a goal. Yep. Okay? Now, the moment that, especially in a tough game, when your team scores... We all know what that feeling is like, oh, the relief, the jubilation, the excitement. Oh, because the motivation, kind of like, that motivation. Like, yes, like yeah. it's a goal, whatever. Like yeah. get on with the game. That's what we play for. Now, the, I feel like that feeling is slowly, slowly diminishing yeah. because of the whole... The uncertainty, okay, the uncertainty. You hit the yeah. nail on the head, the uncertainty. Yeah. Is, it, is it a goal? You don't is know. You don't even know if it's, you know, someone's going to be in the ref's ear if two minutes later saying, no, we'll bring that back, we're looking yeah. at it. Uh, yeah. uh, look, that's one of the, the top points, I think, that is hurt in the game. Yeah. No, I think it's gonna it, it's playing a massive part. Well, when I when I think of it, like, in that regard, like, obviously, I, I get very emotionally attached yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, of course. And I get heavily invested all, in it. That's what football's about. Exactly. And I feel that, like you said, you know, you score, but then you're kind of like, oh, we've got to check yeah, this. You're so holding back. That. That. You're holding back. And then when they do, when you get cleared, oh, yeah, it is a goal, you're going... Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. you take away that, especially the moment for the player. Yeah. It's one thing for the fan, but that play, you know, uh-huh. if you're on your debut and you score a goal and you're the fans are shouting your name, you're excited, but then you're going, Oh no, I need to wait to yeah. see if um if this goal's gonna stand. Yeah. That energy is not there anymore. Exactly. And I feel that yeah. that point alone is a massive point of difference in our sport. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I feel like that's been compromised with the introduction of VAR. Yeah, yeah. And I also feel that the increase in injury times yes. because of the time taken to make decisions. Now, I'm not saying it happens in every single game. No, but they do take their time. But, you know, with the, every probably at least two games around, we'll have five minutes of injury time. That's right, yeah. That for me is too much. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. that injury time, personally, I just feel injury Man, that's time Fergie should be time. four minutes. That's Fergie time. Should be four minutes, that's four it, minutes, as a yeah. standard. To be fair, and apparently they used to award three to four minutes. Every yeah. sub would be thirty seconds. Yeah, so yeah. obviously, if everyone makes three subs, they give you you, yeah. get, you get three minutes minimum, and then a fourth minute as a bonus. Well, that's the thing now with subs with that new rule, the player will have to leave the pitch the the closest exit, exit. Yep. pretty much. Yep. So they shouldn't even be getting time wasting anymore. For that. So pretty much that injury time, extra time is all coming from VAR. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And the time between making decisions as well yeah. and is the biggest, is another point where I think you said they need to be in the year but then go over, check yeah, the monitor. Yeah, yeah. Is it right? There's is a process. Right? There's a process. It's, yeah, it's, 
taken taken very long, I think. Yeah, and I believe that. Look, football has always been. I guess once football becomes subjective in the sense that I guess it's always been subjective because there's a referee that that's officiating, yeah. right? And it's based on his opinion Correct. of yeah. the scenario. But then now, once you take that out, of, once you take a, a scenario out of that, and you, you blow it up on a screen, and there's three people standing around a monitor going, "Did you see that? Did yeah, you see that? Yeah. Did you see that?" I feel that that is heavily impacting our sport, one hundred percent, especially the Premier League. And I do feel that 100%. these things need to get nipped in the bud yeah. sooner rather than later. Otherwise, or is it too late? Well, it's this is the thing: late. they've established precedence by keeping obviously VAR yeah. going. But it, I think the way they police it, and we saw, Correct, you, yeah. I don't know, how, I can't, I can count probably like you know, I need probably fifteen pairs of hands to count how many times you had a whinge about the offsides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I feel it's completely justified because, like you said, why should we be drawing lines at yeah. armpits and knees? But that's yeah. because that's how the rule book is written. Correct, correct. But the thing is, like, you know, growing up watching the Premier League yourself as well, I remember just watching Rooney say score a goal, mm. going to the camera on the sideline. And just celebrating, you know, that, that celebration that yeah. it meant so much, even if yeah. you weren't a fan of the team. Exactly. It, it shows how much it meant to the players mm-hmm. and the crowd. I, I just don't think you get that anymore. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, yeah, the, the players will celebrate, but they know in the back of their mind that this potentially could not be a goal. Oh, of course. And I think that that is one thing that will really set us apart as we move forward into this. I guess this is, I'm going to call it the technological era. Yeah, because it is definitely the technological era. It's starting era. to gain a lot more influence on results. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to, look, I don't mind if post-game people going, oh, but this would have been like that. Because that's what we always used to yeah. do. I love that. But, I but love look, that. hey, mate, and you're getting your ruler out on your, ta- yeah, yeah. On, on your um, TV screen going, oh, he's offside. I love that. that. I love that. Uh, and I feel that that part of the game was what made the game. Yeah. 100%. Because you either had to live with the guilt, knowing that you know your team lost. But that's what we—that's what we grew up with. I remember you know coming to school and talking about the the game over the weekend, and even arguing with with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, arguing, oh, like this happened. No, nah, no, nah, this is right. But that, like you said, that's what creates everything. Exactly, and taking that away yeah, is yeah. also. I feel that there's a social interaction post game. Yes. Um, there in, should always the, be a in social the bars, in the clubs, yeah. in the you know, on the street, even with strangers that you see that you know he might be wearing like a, 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 a West Ham yeah. jacket or whatever. And, you know, you pull them so you go, oh mate, great result. Yeah, yeah. Those, that is what our game will lose. If we get rid of that, then what's the point? Exactly. What's the and point? That's what I feel is going to hold the game. Yeah. And has has held the game for so long. Yeah, definitely. And it's that global regard yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. that's not just about the Premier League. I think it's football in general. No, of course, one hundred percent. So. Um, having said that, let's get straight into the results yes. for this week. Oh, and what uh, results we had. Exactly. Oh. Uh, Norwich, massive surprise. 1-0 win over Leicester City. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Definitely Unfortunately, not. your mate Timu Puki didn't get on the score sheet. I thought, I thought he was going to get on this week. So I, I, I thought so it was going to happen. But his, but his fellow mate Jamal Lewis got on in the 70th minute uh, to make a 1-0 and uh, got the Canaries home. Yeah. Massive, massive, massive win for, win Norwich. for Norwich. You know, we are, I, I, I can admit it. I, I've ruled them out of the Premier League completely this season. I've said they're getting yeah. relegated, but they're not that far off exactly. out of relegation. They only need, like I said, two, but that's the beauty of it. Two, three the, results. But this season, safe. this season has been so good in that in that stance. Like it's anyone, like the results. One week a team will be relegation. The other week they're going to be mid table. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, oh, it's so good. And I feel that once it. you're on the bottom of the ladder, the mental pressure yeah. of going, there's no one below you. 
is as is as de- like you know Demias itself. Oh, of course, like that, of course. that's a that that. Well, how worse can you get? You're yeah. rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. Right. I guess when you're third last, even second last, you're kind of like oh, there's someone below. Yeah, yeah. And now <laughs> that's that, true. that gap that's is true. slowly closing. Yeah. The pressure on all the other teams are in that relegation yeah. battle. Your Aston Villas, even your Brighton, just outside Watford, have yeah. just climbed out. Bournemouth. Uh, I feel that. Gab all those together, it's going to be a, a crazy race yeah. in the last 10 rounds. Well, now with this result, I look, I don't know where Norwich is going to finish. Exactly. They, I thought that were dead last. I thought that were going to be dead last. They've beaten Man City and Leicester. Yeah, so that's massive. That is massive, a fantastic. Massive. And look, that, mind you, they only lost to Liverpool 1-0 last week. Yes, that's correct. So they could have they could have easily ended the run there. Yeah. Um, but one team that's also going on a winning run is Crystal Palace with a much-needed 1-0 away win over Aaron, Aaron Moy and Brighton. Matt Ryan's yeah. Brighton. Jordan Ayew capping off a seventh. There's a lot of 70th minute goals this week. Yeah. And, and what a Ayew, through ball that was to you know, Ayew. Second win in a row wow. for Roy Hodgson. Really man. good, really good. I, I honestly didn't see this result coming. I thought Brighton at home would get at least one point. I think they're falling into the yeah. old Brighton. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said, they fly out of the blocks the first 10. Well, they we, get lost in yeah, between. That's right. Well, I think we mentioned it before with the Liverpool game. I think their teams now at this point of the season. Teams are really, really getting tired. Yeah, there's a lot of competitions out there, whether it's FA Cup, League Cup, or whatever it is. Teams are getting tired, and it's this is where you really got to put your foot down and and get those points. And take on the your board. claim exactly, yeah. especially against other clubs that you know are nipping at your heels. Yeah, yeah, of course. And this is this could prove to be a six pointer for Palace. Yeah, that's right. Um, and. One, it's another cause of concern for Graham Potter's men at Brighton because the goals just, uh, they've dried up. They have definitely dried up. They've dried up. There's no one there up front, I feel. No one you can rely on up front. Yeah, no one worse than Joe Wilton for for Newcastle (laughs) because they drew nil all Burnley this week. Really didn't help anyone. That was Um, horrible. If anything, it was just more, uh, it it was a poor result for Burnley because... I feel like we're broken records with Newcastle. Honestly. They they don't get on the score sheet and if they do, it's just maybe an own goal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They get other teams to score for them. That's right. But I tell you what, Burnley, they they had a good chance to get within two points of European spot with a win. Unfortunately, that didn't happen for them. But uh, look... I just don't see Burnley making a European competition. Well, the thing now is, with this season, this season's such an interesting season. Mm. The whole thing with Manchester City, you know, getting yeah. banned from the Champions League Blowing for two seasons, yeah. fifth spot's available. Yeah. Now the fact that they've won the, the League Cup, there could, there could be a sixth spot available. Mm. Or, you know, for Europa League, like yeah. an eighth spot or seventh spot. So Burnley, you know, they're still in contention for so Europe. everyone's gunning for City to also win the FA Cup. Correct. Just yeah. for that reason yeah. too. Or if a club that uh, is in the top four already wins the FA Cup, then it'll be another... another, another team, yeah. yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. There's going to be a lot cool. of English teams yeah. around this year. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely for certain. Yeah. Um, one team that, look, for a moment I thought, you know what, they could be on their way to safety. It was Bournemouth. Uh, they drew two all with Chelsea. Right. Um, a Marcos Alonso double either side of a couple goals from Bournemouth, uh, thanks to Josh King and Jefferson Lerma. Yeah, I thought Bournemouth had three it for minutes a second. Apart, I was like, wow. Okay, yeah. they just went bang bang. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, took the 85th minute for Alonso out of all players to step up and grab yeah. a point for, Got the for Frank Lampard's men. Look, that just shows experience there from Alonso. Yeah, it, look, he, Lampard needs a senior play, more senior yeah. players to stand. Am I saying that Marcus Alonso is a senior player? Yeah, of course. However, yeah. needs them to step up to show the kids. All right, you know, you're, not every game is going to be perfect. No, no, definitely. And not. you're going to have to take your chances, and you also need to swallow your pride with results like this. Yes, definitely. So definitely. although it didn't help Chelsea's case, and they didn't lose, I guess. They didn't, I guess yeah. they didn't lose. They're still fourth, um, but I think it would be good for their confidence to know that you know what. 
when your back's against the wall, when you're away from home, uh, you can get the job done. You that's can pull it. out a result. That's and it. I guess that's the best learning curve for this team, especially yeah. this young team that they have. For sure, that's for sure. Uh, another team that really flew out of the relegation zone, <laughs> um, even though I was seriously worried for them, and I still am. You still are, But yeah. it was a must-win game. It was West Ham. Uh, David Moyes' men 3-1 win over Southampton at home. Big, big result. That's a big win against Southampton. Yeah, exactly. First half goals from Bowen. Uh, Sebastian Halle got on Back the on the score sheet. sheet. You know, yeah. he, was, he was gunning at the start of the on season. On either side of the Saints yeah. goal from Obafemi. Um, it was pretty... Look, it was an interesting game heading into halftime. 2-1. Yeah. They were both going at it. Oh, definitely. I thought Southampton was still in it, to be honest. And I thought they were going to get that draw. Well, both teams knew they needed to... They needed to get points yeah, of some yeah. form because Maximum points. that'll help their obviously their case in the back end run of the season. One hundred percent. And you know, looking at West Ham's fixture list, yeah, it's not looking good. So, heartbreaks with so these are the games that they need maximum points. Yeah, because they know moving forward, yeah. they, they might not come that easily. Exactly, exactly. Uh, one team that managed to secure maximum points, like we touched on earlier, was Watford. 3-0 thumping a Liverpool. 3-0. Uh, ending their undefeated 44-game run. Uh, Vicarage Road, look, that, that place has been a bit of a bogey club. And I think I put a status for up on the weekend for saying... For a few, for a few people. Well, I think I said that Liverpool losing to Watford is the most Liverpool thing ever. And <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't have put yeah, a better sentence that. That is than very that. true. That like, is very you know, true. Liverpool, there's team. a lot of Liverpool things yeah, that have happened. But that is definitely... <laughs> yeah. The biggest Liverpool yeah. one. Um, second half, it was nil or half time. Nil or half time. So yeah. second half double from Ismail Assar and then Troy Deeney popped up at the end to grab it that. Good to see him on the score sheet again. Um, Very good to see him yeah, on the score sheet. Yeah, and lift him out of that relegation battle. Yeah. So much, much needed points there. It's another team that I thought would have been, you know, relegation for sure. I think they're going to march on to safety from here. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're be, just going to go from strength to strength. I'm very interested to see now where Watford goes yeah. from this win because that can do quite a bit for them. Well, Nigel Pearson knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Knows what he's doing. I think he's a good fit for the club. Yeah. 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 And we'll see, um, we'll see where they end up. I have a feeling they might even finish, you know, in upper middle table. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, upper middle. Depends. Wow. You know, okay. maybe like that 12th, 13th. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I do feel that they'll just, they build week on week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get points where they need to get points. You've got to be consistent. Exactly. You've got and to be consistent. one thing that um, both of the following two clubs need to make sure yeah. they are as consistent consistent as possible heading into the last, <laughs> last batch of rounds uh, to cap off the league provided there's no coronavirus to set it off, is Everton one all draw with Man United. Calvert-Lewin charging mate, down De Gea. A lot of action in this game. Mate, he charged. A lot of I action. I love those charge down they're goals, so but good. what are you doing, De Gea? De Gea is just... I feel like the keepers these days, they're just too comfortable in their box. Yep. And even just passing it out like really, really close, I, I think they're too comfortable. Yeah. And, yeah. and you just saw it here with De Gea. Mate, I, and... Hats off to Calvert Lewin. He he's charging him down, and we need to see more strikers doing yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even flying with the, with a slide tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or with just don't hit the player. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was only after three minutes. Uh, Bruno Fernandez. We we spoke about him when he signed for United, going, yeah. "How good is he really going to be?" He's, I, yeah, he he's has changing. come out. Yeah. And you know what? I've ever since he signed for United, I've said I've said to you each week that this guy will change the team. Three goals in three games. Three goals, three games, and what a goal it was yeah. against Everton. I think those low-driven oh. shots are much underappreciated these days. Very under, very. Very underappreciated. Very. And look, Jordan Pickford, I don't think he's going to get picked for England. No, he had, he, he found himself in a few very dangerous positions, to be completely honest. I think if Sheffield make the Champions League spot, or 
well, even if they just Europe. continue this run, yeah. Europa, even Champions League, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel that Henderson deserves the England jump up yeah, for yeah. the Euros at least because yeah, yeah. Pickford hasn't lived up to any expectation no, at all. I don't think he should be playing for the national team anyway. Yeah, like, look, he had a great World Cup, but um, this season has probably been one that he'd want to forget That's as quickly for sure. as he can. Um, however, does it, this game also had his fair share of VR controversy. Hey. 92nd minute. 92nd. Calvert-Lewin's deflected shot was ruled offside. Now... To be fair, in the true definition of of interfering with play, so obviously, yep. uh, if a player is in front of a goalkeeper, that's classified as interference. Correct. If yep. he's if he's in the way of the ball, even if he doesn't touch it, you're interfering. Yep. And unfortunately, that's really that was that. Look, that's, that's a exactly rule. what happened in this that's game. That's a rule. So you know, um, who was it? It was Cavett Lewin yep. who took the, the shot. shot. Yeah, and I think it was um, Sigurdsson was on, was on, on the, the floor. Yeah. And the shot was a, it was a great shot. Yeah, uh, it went in the goal, obviously, but yeah. on the way it nicked Sigurdsson. No, he sorry, it was off Harry Maguire, and Sigurdsson lifted his legs, ah, right, and it yeah. went under him. Yeah, so see that there, without him touching it, I, I I feel like there's an argument that you know he didn't touch it, he he didn't do anything. Yeah, why why is it classified as offside? Because but I, I see yeah, your he point. Directly, I see your like, point. He 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 interfered yeah, yeah, right? yeah, if yeah. that ball obviously Harry Maguire goes in it's, it's an ordinary goal that's well, an own goal yeah of course right? but um, obviously if you're a goalkeeper like, uh, I guess the way they interpret the rule if the goalkeeper needs to make a decision about what's in front of him yeah 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 and not just the ball you're, I guess you're interfering yeah. well one man that pretty much agreed with me was Ancelotti <laughs> oh yeah Mate, he went off he copped a red card yeah so he's going to definitely miss probably at least one yeah. or two games because Kavanaugh came out and said look he was very heated he was very emotional he, he went he went really close to the ref yeah. post game he apologised <laughs> face to face post game he apologised which but is I, good you know what I love seeing that yeah you I don't see that, that. Yeah, you don't see it much you only from it. him anyway exactly um, but you know what you know what we're seeing a lot of this year Who? comebacks Come, big comebacks and one of the teams that's the new king of comebacks is Wolves. Yeah, Wolves, mate. Do you remember the start of the season? Wolves were, they were pretty much in relegation. Yeah. And we're going, what happened to them? You know, last season they had a great run. Mm. And, and now look at them. Now they look, if it wasn't for goal difference, they'd, they'd be in a European, like, well, they're in a Europa League spot, but they've been Champions League spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're unbelievable. So they've, they've just beaten the Spurs and at, at you know, Tottenham Stadium. So good. Look, to beat them away, come back. Um, both times, Steve Bergwin he opened the the scoring for for Spurs. Doherty equalised. Um, that's his two hundred fiftieth appearance for Matt Doherty. Massive, Mate. That's massive. And then obviously Serge Aurier scored in a, just before half time. Uh, but your mate stepped up, Jota. Jota, mate, how good has he been lately? Yeah, he's just on. He's in a purple place. Yeah, he, he's, he's finding on the fire. back of the net. He's on fire. And another guy that feels significantly underrated is Raul Jimenez. Jimenez, mate, keep keep him in your fantasy team. Yeah. He, he picked up the match winner three two away. Uh, what I didn't know was that from the start of last season, the Wolves have now won thirty five points from losing positions. Hey, come That's back. sixth more than any other team. team. Comeback team. Comeback kings. Comeback kings. Yeah, and that that result saw saw the Wolves obviously climb above Tottenham into sixth. Down. They're they're three points uh, three points behind Chelsea. Yeah, it's it's very close. It's very close. And now with the upcoming fixtures. You know, uh, they could climb even higher. Yeah, definitely. They could well, climb even let's higher. Let's dive straight into those. Liverpool has an early kickoff against Bournemouth. I guess Liverpool's going to want to put that loss behind it. Being back at Anfield as well. Yeah, so it's all about how they react after that yeah, loss. I, I have a feeling that they may 
put Bournemouth to the sword like, Ooh, pretty bad. All right, let's pretty see what bad. happens. You've seen we'll, what we'll happens. Talk, we'll talk about that next week. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Arsenal host West Ham. Both teams definitely need to get as many points as they can. West Ham might be looking at this fixture going, you know what, we could probably get something out yeah, of this. Yeah, of course. So, it's a bit of a derby as well, so I think it's anyone's game there. Yeah, really. Like, Look, a win for West Ham might only put them above Brighton, but then again, it's another three points away from yeah, the bottom. that's right. So that's all get that as they many need points to worry as about. Possible. Uh, Palace host Watford. Watford, red hot, red hot form. Uh, look, there's nine points between them. I guess it won't be the biggest, won't be the worst thing if Palace was to drop points, but being well, at home. Yeah, well, this is, I think, where we're going to see is Watford, was it just a fluke or what, what's going on? Yeah, I think they're going to build on it. I think yeah. they're going to come good. It'd be uh, good to say that anyway. Yeah, Sheffield host Norwich. Now, two teams, here's the thing, they both are going, I need to go all out because Sheffield can climb into fifth spot yeah. with a win. And Sheffield at home have been. Pretty, pretty good this pretty season. Good. But Norwich, if they were to win, see, they'd, they'd move to potentially within three points yeah. of and, safety. And they've both had some history with each other as they were both in the championship. Exactly. So they know what it's like to be in each yeah. other's shoes. I don't know which That'll way this one's going to go. I think that's going to be an feature. awesome one. Yeah. Southampton host Newcastle. Again, two teams desperately need. They want to get to that 40 points as quick as possible. Two teams that don't see many goals. Yeah. Unfortunately. So it's probably going to be another draw. Neil or draw. Probably going to be another draw. <laughs> uh, Wolves host Brighton. Uh, look, Wolves could catch Chelsea. Could ch- Yeah, that's like, correct. And, and you know, they, they could definitely jump Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Seeing so, them in fifth spot, wow, that that's... Who would have thought? Especially, you know, factoring goal difference. Yeah. Um, I think the Wolves are going to be on the hunt for the Seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> um, unfortunately for Matt Ryan, I don't see it. I don't see him getting any points out of this no, one. The amount of players that are in red-hot form, it's mm. going to be interesting. Well, Burnley, they're going to want to... They're hosting Spurs. They can jump them yeah. as well. They can go from ninth to seventh. I know that might not seem like the highest in the ladder, but in terms of European placement, that will... Yeah, it means a lot. It means so much. Really, really put them up there. Spurs need to come back this week. And show what they're made of. But Turf Moor is a very, very hard. It place is to very play. hard for everyone, for everyone. But I, I really do think Spurs again after losing against Wolves, they'll yeah. they'll get the win here. Ancelotti returns to face Chelsea at Stamford right. Bridge. It's going to be or he returns in the stands. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> this is I can't pick this one again. Everton, if they win, they can yeah. jump up to seven. And the two. thing is, Everton have been playing great football. Exactly, they've been under Ancelotti, especially Calvert Lewin. He's yeah. been he's been outstanding. He's been firing. Yeah. But both see all of these games. It's all or nothing for all every nothing. team. That's every, what I love. Every single team. I, I thought last year, last season was one of the greatest seasons of EPL. Yeah. This one's taken the I cake. I think, look, aside from the fact that Liverpool is so far ahead. Yeah. I don't think anyone looks at the top anymore. Every, like, no one looks past third. Yeah, that's like, right. First, second, third, it's like, yeah, yeah they're yeah. in their own race. Everyone else is kind of neck and neck. That's right. Neck and neck. Yeah, yeah. The Manchester derby. Mate, match, a match of the week for mm-hmm. sure. This is going to be so important. This is going to be oh, so for important. For both of them. Look, City is going to want to... Get points here, especially because they've played a game less than Liverpool. Yeah. Maybe we just put that little bit of mental pressure. A little bit. I don't think it'll put much, but you know. But it'll make them delay it's another a derby. week. It's a derby. It means yeah. so much to them. You know how frustrated Liverpool fans get um, having to wait. So if City can dent their hopes for a, another week, yeah. it's another week of frustration. <laughs> but United need the points more than ever. They need it. And I think they can get them. And to be fair, they're in form. I think they can get them. Uh, I'm going to call that, you know. Uh, Fernandez will either get on the score sheet or, or definitely an assist. All right, I'm with you on that one. Nice. Um, and to cap off the round, Leicester host Aston Villa. Look, with every round, I just see Villa with that red mark against their name going lower and lower. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame. You it don't is. want to see them there. 
You it don't is, want to see it them. Is. But they're just not playing. I they're don't. Playing I don't players. like. You know what I don't like seeing yo-yo clubs. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it's the same club there. that gets promoted, same club that gets relegated. Yeah. I think. I think there needs one to be a fresh batch. <laughs> yeah. I think there needs to be a fresh batch going down. Yeah. Um. And look, you know what? If that was to be Brighton, if that was to be West Ham and Southampton, for example, yeah, yeah. you'd be like, okay, well, yeah, fair enough. It's going to really yeah, bust yeah. the league wide open. So we'll see how that goes. Be interesting. We cannot wait for that round. Uh, time now for TFB rewind, and oh, I thought we touch on we touch on. A, a special tribute considering Liverpool's invincible run was ended uh, in the last round. We should touch back on the actual invincibles, and that's Arsenal from the 03-04 season under Arsene Wenger. The one and only. Exactly. Yep. So I didn't realise that the invincibles nickname was used for, that's for a team from Preston North End. Back in the, in the day. 1888-89 Back season, in the day, mate. Right? And then Arsenal was the first team to replicate yeah. that in this modern era. So they went 49 games undefeated. Undefeated. Everyone remembers that season. Everyone remembers that season and the team. Yeah. Because that team was literally unbeatable. Yeah. Unbeatable. Well, to put it into perspective, in the season before that, uh, Arsenal, they beat Man United to get the, to regain the Premier League. Um, but then as well, they didn't, They went the whole season without losing an away game. Yeah. So they went whole season without losing an away game, mm-hmm. and they only lost one game in total yeah. for that season. So what they wanted to do was beat that Record. Record by going unbeaten. Going unbeaten. And to be fair, I guess once you've done it, like you, yeah. you go, you know what, all we have to do is turn up. Same intensity, yeah. same yeah. thing, and make sure it happens. And that's um, why that's why I thought Liverpool were going to do it because it was so, so similar. Yeah, of course. It was but so similar. When you take a look at the record, uh, it was nothing short of amazing. It was almost ended after six games when Ruud van Nistelrooy missed the penalty in injury <laughs> time for a nil or a draw. Yeah. Um, imagine how history would be rewritten if that went in. Unbelievable. Uh, but look, to be fair, uh, and what I do like is that Arsenal prevented, uh, presented Arsene Wenger a gold Premier League trophy yeah. Much to thank him for his efforts. Much I feel needed. like that was fantastic, especially um, that was his 22nd year at the club. That's massive. Yeah. It's massive. And, and the te- like I said, going back to the team, the actual team, Having greats like Henri, Burkham, Lundberg, Perez, mm. you know that front four is unbelievable. Exactly, and, and the the strength that they had in the in the defense, mm. uh, they had Lehman as keeper. Uh, I don't know. I, I might be biased. I probably am biased, yeah. but I don't think we'll ever see a team like this again. Yeah, look, the way they played and the era they played. Look, it was yeah. a different era. Different era. Uh, Very different, different era, era. Different system. You know, no one really plays that four four one one anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but look, you know, it's in, in regardless when it is to go undefeated an entire season is ridiculous yeah. and. That it wasn't just the season. You know, they no, went 49 no. games. 49 it wasn't games. until Man United beat them 2-0 uh, to, end con- yeah, to, <laughs> to end the run. controversial. Yeah, to end the run. But um, one massive nut point that I, I wanted to make out was that Arsenal never trailed in the last 20 minutes of a game during their invincible run. Yeah. That is an absolutely ridiculous statistic. Now, that statistic just shows what kind of mindset that team had. Yeah, it was just like, we're not... Well, we're, well, not you know what? we're not going to go down. I think that- it shows... The way that the match management, yeah, um, and as well the maturity of the players, Correct, to yeah. not crack under pressure, or yeah, firstly, yeah. but and, to and be that, able to that, see the game out, and that comes a lot of that comes from Arsene Wenger for sure, mm. for sure. Exactly, the mental side yeah. of the game, not bra- like you know, is and that's basically becoming impenetrable. Yeah, that's and that's why they're invincible. For. That's right. Um, and hats off to all of them. But look, when you when you think of some of those names, Sol Campbell, Colatura, Ashley, Ashley Cole, Cole, that's where he became. Vieira, sort of, yeah. Gilberto Silva, Jomberg, massive, and they had a great bench. Yeah, exactly. So but look, you know, good. Burkamp on real front, you couldn't stop him. Burkamp on real front, some of the best, the best combos there. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. That was one of the best rewinds. Mm-hmm. Thank that's you. for sure. Thank, Thank you for bringing that up. No problem. No problem. Goal of the week time goes. 
goes to Bruno Fernandez. He takes out our Sports League Goal of the Week for that screamer, screamer, the I, low screamer. Yeah, uh, for look, me, not against Everton this morning, I was Monday wa- morning. Yeah, like I was watching, I was watching the the highlight and the goals overnight. This one just stood out for me. You know, it was a low driven shot, mm-hmm. and it was just. It was perfect, and the yeah. perfect time. It came at the perfect time. Yeah, I definitely feel so. Uh, FIFA, unfortunately... FIFA. What happened in FIFA, mate? Win couldn't come at a know. perfect time for you this week, so we drew uh, match week game number two, which was Arsenal home to West Ham. Of course Finally enough, I drew the home team. Of course you did, Which mate. meant I was Arsenal, uh, Lacazette, I wanted a forfeit. Freak. I just wanted a forfeit, mate. Yeah, I know, but you can't throw the game, yeah. mate. Match fixing. Uh, you know what the Serie A is like with that. <laughs> That's the only way Arsenal's going to win a game. Yeah, thank so. you. Thank you. Uh, Lacazette scoring up top. Uh, I believe it was an equaliser from Lanzini. Lanzini. Some and nice what a goal that was. Work. Yeah, crafty yeah, work. Yeah. And then, um, and then I just buckled under under pressure at the back. I just I passed it to you. Unlike Arsenal. You did, it, you did an Arsenal I did Arsenal. an Arsenal, yeah. In, in true, in true Arsenal up. fashion. We'll upload the latest table this week All so right, we can yeah. see a live tally. Mate, we're getting. Mate, there's there's well, a few, that, there's a few games mate, to go. You have to admit, but that was an intense game. They're getting. Better. I was off my chair the I most of the game. I was off my chair. I'm pretty sure for the remainder of the the season. Yeah. They're only going to get tighter. It's going to be like that relegation it. battle. Love it. It's going to be that relegation battle. So I'm really really looking forward. <laughs> uh, look, it's part, it's one part of the segment that I really focus a lot of attention on. Uh, in amongst everything else that we yeah, do, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I need to make sure I'm on point for FIFA. I love this time too. Yeah, I love course. it. Here we oh, go. Uh, it's TFP Extra Times. So this is where we put each other on the spot where obviously we talk about something football related. Uh, yep. Last week, I believe you mentioned that Arsene Wenger threw in the offside rule, yep. uh, wanting to amend it. Now, for me, my question yeah. to you yeah, yeah, here we go. is, right? Now, in terms of sponsorship, branding, um, and taking the, the aesthetics, I guess, the look of the players and how they look these days and yeah. what's advertised on them. Do you feel that as we're getting into this modern time that we're going to see an influx in potentially personal player sponsorship on their own jersey? And awesome. okay. and also how like most clubs have that major shirt sponsor. Yeah, in the middle. of course. Do you think that that's going to increase to the likes that are, like, for example, in the Mexican league where they've got four or five names on it, oh. or you know? And do you feel that certain players, depending on who they are, will have an impact? Like, would they be? Would they have a personal personal mark? You know, whether it's on the sleeve. Do you? Because the way I see it. As the dynamic is changing and yeah. the investment is increasing, yes, yes. a lot of people are looking for, for example, uh, Jeep tripled or doubled its sponsorship when, when Ronaldo. Ronaldo's home of for course, Juventus, right? Of course. But now, what's stopping Jeep directly from approaching Ronaldo and wanting to have something on him, on his kit, that people are going to take photos of and see week in, week out? Yeah, yeah, it's a very good question. Do it's you a... think player individual player marketing will make its way onto the pitch separately from the team? I, very, very interesting question. I personally don't think that will happen because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a, it's a team sport. It is, yeah. Team sport. And when you're singling pl- people out and players out, you know, it, it's going to turn into a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to take away the sport pretty yeah. much. It's just going to be a marketing mm-hmm. a marketing thing for yeah. Ronaldo having Jeep picture on his back yeah, or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? In saying that, there, I, I do believe single or single players they already are sponsored by your nikes and yep. your pumas adidas because yep. they all wear their different boots Jersey, yep. so there is a bit of you know single players mm-hmm. having their their sponsorship yeah i don't think the sponsorship on the jerseys will happen ever mm-hmm. in the premier league that's for yep. sure 
I know in the Mexican league it's a bit different. Yeah. But I think they should stick to the one main sponsor on the jersey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't think I'd like seeing you know an individual wearing something different mm. than any other player because you just see because like, you, you realistically you're equal with everyone else in your team. Of course. And, and as soon as you think you're not, then you, you shouldn't be part of. But the But you team. see that dynamic changing with a lot of play. A lot more players are now getting involved in their own. You know, they've got their own Instagram. They've yeah, got yeah, their obviously every player's gonna have their own, but their own marketing. They you know they're doing this and they're doing that, and there's that's another off-field distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you like my like I always think of it as it's only a matter of time before it makes its way onto the field because if a club is willing to pay, for example, Chevrolet, they sponsor uh, Man United, so they might obviously they'll they'll be the major sponsor, but they might go, you know what, for Bruno Fernandez, we want a, something specific. Yeah, on the field. And do you, do you would you like to say that? I, well, it's not it's not whether I'd like or not. It's just whether it's going to happen. Will will it lead to that? Because these days, uh, once upon a time, it was about forming a solid team. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not saying that it's not, but it's about now they're looking to add that individual player yeah. and that bit of spice to change the whole yeah, complexion I, of that team. I definitely understand that, and you can see a perfect example is Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Look, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think if you're doing something to an individual player, it's just taken away from, from the game. Mm-hmm. I, that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, I hope it doesn't happen, to be completely honest. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen. Because, mm. you know, the investment into these teams and players is astronomical. Yeah, of course. Of course. But astronomical. Yeah. No, I don't want to see it. Hey, it'll be an interesting <laughs> modern take to, yeah. to a game that's obviously it's, it's, it's evolving from its traditional roots. With every year, with every season, with every week. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, who knows, mate? You might have an interactive view on Optus Sport, say, and you press a button on an iPad, and a player's jersey might be in real time have all these ads on there or something. Or something, yeah. So you might be onto something, yeah, mate. Get exactly. that, get that proposal out there. Yeah, we'll put TFB on all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hide it in there. Uh, but no, thank you, thank you for answering yeah, no, that. I'll, right. I'll always like to know your opinion. Yeah, mate. Likewise, likewise, likewise. Yeah, definitely, mate. Good times. Uh, of course, always good times. But that's pretty much all we've got time for this week. Another massive round, massive uh, round that just happened and it's Can't coming wait. up. Can't every wait for week, the next round. Every week we say, you know, I can't wait to get behind the microphone. Can't wait to, because it's just full of drama that you can't predict. This week especially, oh, I, th- I thought it was a massive week. Yeah, and it's going to keep blowing and building, and yeah. the games are coming thick and fast, and they're getting even better. Yeah. I, I, I it's can't. It's going to be really good. Like I want to just fast forward to round thirty-eight and just see what happens. That's but, because you're a Liverpool fan. But right? living it week to week makes it that much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. That you got to go exciting. through the hard times, the good times, mate. You got to go through it all. Everything, everything. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much all we've got time for, guys. Please uh, don't forget to find us on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to know your thoughts. Reach out to us. Uh, Feel free to comment on any of our posts. Slide into our DMs if, that, if that's what you want. If there's anything you guys want us to discuss further um, or any changes or any suggestions, we'd love to hear them because it's only going to help us get better. Uh, for new and existing subscribers of Sports Flick, don't forget to favorite the Football Breakdown. You can also catch us uh, repeats of the show on Football Nation Radio Wednesdays from 7 p.m. We'll still be re- uploading onto our SoundCloud and the Apple iTunes. If there's any episodes you've missed, you can find them all there. Uh, but that's pretty much all we've got time for uh, from myself, Adrian, and the time team from the Football Breakdown. It's goodbye for another week. See you later. Take it easy, guys.